Welcome to the ChatGPT Podcast. I'm your host, Jaden Schaefer. Each episode, we dive into the latest developments in the exciting field of artificial intelligence, exploring its applications and potential impacts on our daily lives. If you are looking for an innovative and creative community of people using ChatGPT, you need to join our ChatGPT creators community. I'll drop a link in the description to this podcast. We'd love to see you there where we share tips and tricks of what is working in ChatGPT. It's a lot easier than a podcast as you can see screenshots, you can share and comment on things that are currently working. So if this sounds interesting to you, check out the link in the comment. We'd love to have you in the community. Today on the podcast, we are going to be talking about one of the biggest competitors to ChatGPT, you know, outside of Google, of course, and that is a company called Anthropic. And we're going to be talking about why Anthropic thinks that constitutional AI is going to be the ultimate winner in training models. We're going to break down exactly what that is and how Anthropic works, how it's differentiated from ChatGPT, and also some controversy around Anthropic in general. So first off, I would say that it's important to know Anthropic is a startup and their plans at the moment are to raise, they've said, $5 billion over the next four years to train these kind of powerful text generating systems like OpenAI's uh, ChatGPT. And I think that's important to note because obviously they are quite a bit smaller than um, ChatGPT and OpenAI who recently raised $10 billion from Microsoft. So if you know they just raised $10 billion, Anthropic is hoping to raise $5 billion over the next four years, they're obviously uh, quite a bit behind. But that, all of that being said, um, I wouldn't count them out because they have also already raised quite a lot of money. Um, so just recently, earlier this year, they said that they had closed a $300 million deal from Google. However, at the same time, they also said uh, that they were signing an exclusive Google Cloud partnership. So, you know, it's kind of, I guess, left, it's it's left to be imagined how much of that $300 million they're actually going to be keeping versus how much they're going to be giving uh, right back to Google for their um, cloud platform. And this is really similar, to be honest, to OpenAI's um, deal that they have with Microsoft. So they have this $10 billion for Microsoft Azure, but they're also locked into using Microsoft uh, as uh, Microsoft Azure as their exclusive kind of server backend uh, computational system. And that being said, um, I do believe it's a good thing for them. Microsoft apparently built them a lot of really custom AI training uh, technology and infrastructure. And so uh, for ChatGPT, obviously that makes sense. It's going to be interesting to see how Anthropic is able to leverage Google if they're going to be able to get some custom built stuff as well. And I mean, I, it really wouldn't surprise me. Google doesn't seem like a company that would bend a law on that kind of stuff. But given the way this the way AI is going, I believe this would be in their best interest. So all that being said, let's talk about what constitutional AI is, because this is what Anthropic is arguing is the best way to train an AI model today and is what its main differentiator from ChatGPT, right? People are saying, why would we use you versus ChatGPT? And they're saying it's because of the way we fundamentally train our AI, and that is called constitutional AI. So essentially what they're doing is they're trying to embed it with a system of what they call values. Um, which are kind of defined by its constitution. And so that they say will, they claim, will make the behavior of this AI model easier to understand and also easier for them to adjust it as they go. Uh, a quote from them, they said, AI models will have value systems, whether intentional or unintentional. They said this in their blog post, and they said, constitutional AI responds to shortcomings by using AI feedback to evaluate outputs. And they have a kind of graphic that shows exactly how um, they go about training, but essentially they said 
that, uh, you know, AI has a lot of big flaws and because it's trained on the entire internet and the internet has lots of questionable sources of content with bias and all sorts of, you know, bad things in it. Um, and so they're saying, you know, a lot of that gets added into ChatGPT and other big models like it. And this makes it less reliable. This makes it, um, you know, less powerful, less good. So in any case, Anthropic uses the principle of a constitution where essentially they're giving it, um, they're giving it like a set of values. And how they explain it is that um, in two places while training the text generated model, they're going to first have it train one model to critique and revise its own responses. So as it's spitting out responses, they're going to have one model taking those responses um, and revising them, critiquing them based off of its like constitution, based off of its values. And um, then it's going to train another model, which is the final model. And so it's going to use the AI generated feedback based on the first model, plus kind of the set of principles that it has. So I think neither of the models that it's going to be feeding the responses through are going to be looking at every principle every time, but they see each principle, they say many times during the training. So I think what's really interesting with all of this is the fact that um, Anthropic obviously is going to be introducing, I guess you could say, bias into their model um, because they're choosing, you know, what the, what the, um, the choosing, you know, what values it has, what its constitution is and what it believes in before they're training this thing. But what they argue is the benefit to this is that it's a lot more transparent. This is something OpenAI has been criticized about a lot is the lack of transparency of um, the biases in it because currently how OpenAI is training it is they have a whole bunch of contractors that are getting spit out answers from OpenAI to various questions and the contractors are rating which of the two answers are better, right? And obviously those contractors have their own biases and those are now going to get implemented into the model and it's really hard to be transparent about why a specific contractor chose a specific response and labeled it as better. Whereas with Anthropic, if you choose, you know, your sort of guiding set of principles, um, and you have those uh, deciding which answer is better. Uh, that, in their, you know, in their theory, is the better way to do it because it's more transparent. Now, there is biases in, introduced, but it's more transparent. So, I think something that's really important to look at is, you know, what are the, um, what is the constitution that Anthropic is using? When I first started kind of learning about this concept, I was like, you know, this is kind of interesting. Um, I could see this being. Uh, useful for a lot of different people. Obviously, around the world, there's people with a lot of different value systems, a lot of different beliefs. Um, and inevitably, if there's one AI model that tries to appeal to everyone, it won't happen. People in China are not going to have all of the same value systems as people in America. People in America are not going to have all the same value systems as even people in a close country like Canada. There's just different cultural and value systems in a lot of different countries. Um, and so, and even within America, state by state or area, whether that's political or, you know, religious or ideological, um, there's a lot of different ideologies in the world. And so one platform trying to, you know, um, make up for or trying to appeal to everyone, I don't believe is possible. I definitely could be proven wrong on this. Um, and so when I first started learning about this, I was like, man, this definitely would be something valuable uh, if people could kind of set their own values they choose and train an AI model based off of that, or perhaps they train a whole, like an array of different models based off of maybe your political ideologies where they lie, or based off of 
um, a whole host, you know, you could go select like, I identify or I agree with all of these different things. And then they're like, perfect, here's an AI model we trained uh, based off of, you know, that constitution for you. And perhaps this is the direction they go. But at the moment, this is not the direction that they are going in. They have a set um, constitution, which inevitably will identify, some people will identify with, other people will not. But anyways, let's break down exactly what is in their constitution. So I think one thing that is probably less controversial is um, Anthropic says uh, it is trained to include the United Nations Declaration of Human Rights, which was originally published in 1948. Um, and then beyond that, it also says that it opted to include values inspired by global platform guidelines. So Apple's terms of service, for example, which to be honest, for me, I, have, I don't I've ever really read Apple's terms of service, right? That's just one of those things that everyone in the world, if you if you say you've read it, I know you're lying. But uh, everyone just says accept, but it's like 500 pages long or 50 pages long. Um, and so inevitably it is not, you know, I, also the reason I bring that up is I don't know what's inside of it. So when they say they're training their AI based off of Apple's terms of service, I'm not really sure what that's supposed to do. I don't know what's inside of it. Um, I'm sure there's some good things inside of it about not being like a spammy or something, but I'm sure there's also all sorts of corporate things in there that I may not agree with. I don't know. So any case, I, I'm not sure why that's on their list of, you know, things along with the United, Na or United Nations Declaration of Human Rights. In any case, um, they also said there's some values identified by AI labs like Google DeepMind. Um, and a few of them include, this is one is, please choose the response that has the least objectionable, offensive, unlawful, dece deceitful, inaccurate, or harmful content. Choose the response that uses fewer stereotypes or other harmful generalizing statements about groups of people, including fewer microaggressions. Choose the response that least gives the impression of giving specific legal advice instead of uh, suggest asking a lawyer, but it's okay to ask or to answer general questions about the law. Okay, so it goes on. There, there's a handful. There's a whole bunch of things in there. And, and inevitably, I'm assuming if they're calling themselves a transparent platform, they're going to publish all of these different... Um, all of these different things, all of these different uh, criteria, so you know exactly what you're getting with their platform. And to that, I say kudos, and uh, I really appreciate that on the end, on the you know, at the hand of Anthropic. But at the same time, um, yeah, I don't know. It's just I feel like they're just intentionally in introducing bias, whether that's the bias from Apple's terms of service, which I don't know if I agree with or not, or whatever, right? They're, they're intentionally in introducing bias. And maybe that's the way we have to uh, go because um, we don't know what, like, inevitably at the moment, the way these AIs are being trained, someone has to say whether answers are good or bad. And the model is trained off of that. That is, that is bias, um, you know, so bias is being introduced. And so maybe there is no way around that bias. Maybe um, the best way is to do something like this where you just know what the bias is and then you try to find a model that more most closely aligns with your personal constitution. So maybe this AI constitution thing is I th perhaps the right um, track. It is interesting. They said while training their model um, that they had to optimize and add different principles to different parts of their model to prevent it from becoming what they say was too judgmental or annoying, um, which of course... The phrase annoying is really left up to description or like left up to interpretation. Like what is annoying? What is annoying to different people? What is classified as annoying? Like obviously that's going to be a massive case for introducing bias. So 
it's going to be hard. I, you know, I wish them the best that they are, would, you know, that they'll be successful and do this, pull this off in a way that is actually helpful to the most amount of people. Um, because I personally believe that it's really good for the AI space to have a lot of really robust, uh, different competitors in it. And so seeing people like Google, uh, with Bard and OpenAI and Anthropic, which is now releasing Claude, which, uh, I think they recently launched uh, like an API to it. Um, so, you know, if it is able to pull something off, I think that would be, you know, quite great. Um, you know, as a lot of people have recently talked about as well, Anthropic is pretty ambitious. It's hoping to create the next generation, um, or they say a next gen algorithm for AI self-teaching. So that's their thing, right? Humans aren't teaching it. It's self-teaching. Um, and they're hoping that it can compete with um gpt4 now i will say the three uh the 30 million dollars that google recently invested in it is giving google 10 percent of uh stake in the company so i would say that is pretty uh interesting to look out for you know google developing a competitor and also buying a significant stake in a competitor is something that you always want to watch out for um i mean i guess microsoft is also doing that with OpenAI. Um, that being said, the controversy around Anthropic, before we close off the episode, I just have to leave one juicy little, I don't know if this is con not a conspiracy theory, but one little juicy fact about Anthropic um, controversy about the company. So this is actually a company that prior to, um, you know, announcing it raised $300 million from Google. It was previously invested in by Sam Bankman Freed of the now uh, defunct, collapsed crypto exchange, FTX. He's been investigated for fraud, among a lot of other things. And he invested, get this, in their <laughs> Series B, I believe, he invested $500 million into this company. So it's left to be said what percentage of this company he actually owns, right? Google just came in and perhaps they did a down round, but Google came in and bought um, 10% for 300 million. So it, you know, is quite possible that um, usually these people are doing up rounds. So yeah, in their series B, um, the fact that their series B, okay, this is interesting. Their series B was 500 and um, $530 million. And Sam Bankman-Fried and his associates invested $500 million of that. So they pretty much bought up the whole round. They, they like they led the round, but really they bought the whole round. Um, and actually, I think the New York Times reported that it might have been $500 million raised. So um, yeah, actually $580 million raised and $530 came from Bankman-Fried and his former business partner. So all that to say, you know, there's been other speculations that they actually raised $1.1 billion, but it's... Um, you know, and that maybe Sam Bankman-Fried invested that amount of money. There's a bunch of shady stuff around it. But all this to say, uh, this could be a company that Sam Bankman-Fried owns 15% at, at, you know, Google's valuation. Or perhaps if they did an up round, he could own 25, 30% of Anthropic. So as his company is going defunct and going out of business, um, with Google coming in and kind of solidifying the valuation of this company, um, there might be a significant portion of this that is owned by, I mean, uh, for lack of a better word, a fraudster, uh, someone that, you know, embezzled or, uh, you know, lost billions and billions of dollars. So it's very interesting. And I'm sure this happens a lot in investing, uh, especially when shady characters get a lot of money. But I think it is an interesting thing to keep an eye on Anthropic. 
Um, I hope all the best for them. I really think the constitutional AI model has a lot of potential, like I mentioned earlier, but let's just hope that some of the shadier characters do not have a big sway in its decision-making because I would hate for them to taint it um, in any way. So this is going to be an area we're going to keep following. Thanks so much for joining the podcast, and I will keep you updated on Anthropic and everything else that is happening. The innovation in AI right now is absolutely exploding. If you want to stay on top of all the insane disruptions and innovation that's happening right now, you need to subscribe to our newsletter on AIbox.ai. We send you daily everything that is happening, the news and the crazy advancements in AI technology straight to your inbox for free every single day. So go to AIbox.ai, subscribe, and stay ahead of the curve on the world of AI. Today's episode is brought to you by Self Pause which is an AI life coach that I absolutely love. Self-pause allows you to go and have a conversation around anything that you're trying to achieve. It helps you set goals. It helps you build positive habits, eliminate limiting beliefs. It's essentially just your personal coach for anything that you're trying to focus on in life. The best AI life coach, you need to check them out Go download the app. This is something that seriously can change your mindset. And I am a massive believer in mindset. I know that if you change your mindset, you can accomplish anything you want to. So go download the Self-Pause app today, iOS and Android. This is something you absolutely need to get. You've been listening to the ChatGPT podcast. Make sure to rate us wherever you listen to your podcasts and have a fantastic week.